Kids. Hey, Subbu. Hello. How are you? Good. Happy 2017. Oh, okay. This is the second episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so... Anyway, happy 2017 again. Yeah. Oh, same to you. So, ATMs are working. Uh, you're getting cash? Uh, some amount of cash I'm able to get. <laughs> okay. Anyway, okay. So, I see, I think... Uh, one trend which is slowly reversing is all these digital wallets. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the small shops who are accepting, right? Oh, they okay. kind of now going back. underplaying it, actually. <laughs> or downplaying it. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, once the cash starts coming in to the yeah, market, can go back. Yeah, back. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a cultural thing. It takes a lot more time to right. yeah, go really... If, if at all we have to say in uh, Trump's word to repel and replenish... Yeah. It takes really <laughs> It takes a lot more time. <laughs> okay. So but what are you talking? Are you also following the India England series? Uh, yeah, I mean not very actively. But <laughs> so did just you been know? watching uh, only some highlights. <laughs> right. Okay. But the scores are like just uh, unimaginable. You know, three fifty, three eighty. <laughs> That, that is true as well. I see. Looks like 400 is the new normal. Yeah. And I, I see, in, I mean, the, the way English batting lineup is also amazingly surprising. I think. Yeah. I've not seen them coming out of, uh, I mean, at least from their home and then playing this well in India, actually. And I mean, especially the one day series. Actually. Okay. Um, so, so, what's... so, before we did last episode, before we start our current uh, Thing. Do you want to talk about a little bit about Chris Latner leaving uh, Swift and then moving to Tesla? Oh, I don't know. You didn't, see, you didn't follow it? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, like, Chris Latner is one of those guys who was heading Apple's LLVM initiative as well as the Swift uh, okay. language initiative. So, he quit Apple and then he's moving to Tesla as a autopilot, a VP for autopilot software and stuff like that. Ah, so, okay. Uh, I mean, like, if you're uh, enthusiastic about Apple developer platform and then uh, uh, if you would have been following his career in, like, last five, six years, then one of those high-profile exits which are happening in Apple are all moving towards Tesla. Right. What do you think of that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it looks like uh, everyone's doing software these days. Yeah, and th- that is for sure, yeah. And uh, some of the uh, non... I mean, technology companies are the ones who are probably doing much better, right? Yeah, yeah I think Amazon being one example. Yeah, Amazon, Tesla, Netflix, like, Tesla, all... Yeah, those Netflix, things. obviously. Yeah. So, yeah. so, they are fundamentally doing a lot of innovation, uh, yeah. which I think traditional com- technology companies are still trying... I think they've gone into some sort of a... Uh, I mean commercialization of those technologies which come out of these companies. Yeah, I think the, the open source revolution is the one which is just driving this thing. Uh, I feel, uh, I mean, the companies which are far more open, are open to adopt open source yeah. and move ahead are kind of building it much much faster. I mean, like especially Facebook engineering, Nets, I mean, Netflix and Amazon, Google, uh, some okay. of those. So, I mean, like... Uh, like if we follow a little bit all the high profile exits from Apple are all going and ending up in Tesla so we'll see how it proceeds so what do you want to talk about this year so uh, just to give a little bit of lead up I was just thinking that I was just also following a little bit in terms of what are the various investments which are happening in 2016 from Mm. the VC side and stuff like that so 
I noticed been like quite a bit of amount of investments are moving towards user interface, new building new user interface and stuff like that. that we will talk about a little bit about okay. that idea around that. So we already had one, uh, I mean, episode purely on voice. Yeah. Right. So that, that is uh, about yeah. Alex, uh, Alexa and Polly yeah. and uh, thing. So one of the new user interfaces is voice, and the other one, some of the interesting other user interfaces, at least I could notice, is that. uh the chatbots are some right. of the uh, other initiative and uh, voice based interface you said and then vr is another area where there are a right. lot of uh, innovation is happening and um, anything else which you noticed around i mean the other couple of interesting areas i saw is the eye tracking and gesture based interfaces right. and uh, also uh, the bone conduction where the brain wave and all that yeah the, most of the new headphones are coming in where it can automatically yeah, yeah, yeah. conduct the audio via your bone conduction and stuff like that so that's something uh, it was first i i remember first seeing that in the google glass correct yeah google glass yeah. kind of uh, and now more lot of headphones are coming in in the market which are basically just trying to transmit audio via your bone bone your head uh, bones and stuff like that so i think these are some of these areas so i thought we will just go through uh these key interfaces which are like i think if we just rank stack rank them and then voice chat and uh, vr are something which is very uh, i mean moving ahead much faster and then we are seeing a lot of innovation around this area i thought we will just have one week of discussion around right. this and stuff like that so so uh, yeah. starting with bots um, mm-hmm. i know it be i think uh, the cs this year was also heavily focused on yeah. that correct yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe voice and but maybe more on bots yeah so what are some of the newer things you are seeing in terms of uh, i mean the traditional uh, bot thing yeah i think we repeatedly said this the, the bot is like basically the character the, the messenger is kind of driving the bot interfaces right. but uh, i think what i see there is the, the the innovation is happening around ai which is also driving the bot because bot is just becoming an a user interface to the ai back piece yeah, right yeah. so i think lot more and more uh, verticals which are getting developed around this area are using bots as an interesting interface to build all the intelligence back into the ai piece and stuff like that so uh, i mean like if we look back i if you want to take developers as one of the key adopters of technology then we can take look at this slack ecosystem which is like which has got like slew of bots which i mean Uh, there are like right. uh, i mean like hundreds of bots for different purposes which are like from automation to information pulling and sharing and everything so uh, that is one area and the other area which we i mean we also discussed is the digits uh, i mean there are a lot of innovation for bots happening around fintech and stuff like that Correct. so yeah. yeah do you want to talk about a little bit about digits what it is doing and stuff like that so digits is uh, is is by Um, I I don't know. I mean, ah, it's an independent company. Yeah, it's called payment payments dot com something. I I don't know whether it is. I don't know about the parent company of it. Okay. So I mean, what Digit essentially does is that it just uh, so it's basically uh, inculcating uh, savings habit. Yeah, uh, like right. Into into people. So it basically just uh, takes few. I mean, some amount of money from your account. Yeah, right. And then stashes it out. Uh, yeah like how your mother would do exactly <laughs> keeping so, in kitchen box and yeah. shoe box and all that. 
So, so this Finbot is basically you give permission to your savings account and then they have something called a digit account separately which right. is not part of your bank account. So it just passes through your savings pattern, I mean like your expenditure pattern, where you spend, how much you spend and stuff like that in the background process and then making sure that you take a little bit of money every now and then and then just moves into the digit account and stuff like that. So uh, it's a company. Is there any real intelligence here or is it just uh, just simply a rule just like for example recurring deposit right, right yeah. it was there in, in India I don't know about other countries but in India it has been there for many decades yeah but it is something you have to do it manually yourself yeah I mean but you can actually uh, now with the modern banking platforms mm-hmm. I mean previously you would go to bank and then deposit and all correct yeah. now I think the bank accounts take care of it right yeah it but is. they take care of it but anyway monthly you have to initiate it right so here what happens is... I mean, you can give a standing instruction. And yeah, but then then it also it becomes like a fixed, right? So you uh, say if you have oh, X yeah. amount of salary... Oh, so if, if this month I can't, then you don't Yeah, it. so here what happens is that dynamism is automatically taken care of. Like, say for example, in a month you're not spending much on food, then it knows that the certain amount of money which, which you spend every month for food can be taken out. Okay. Yeah, something like that. So it just it just got built in that kind of intelligence and stuff like that. So I mean that that's one of the way I think banking needs to move forward actually because they're not giving us the services, right? I mean they they're becoming bung, very dumb right now actually. Yeah. And it's like everything you need to do basically, wherein all this AI intelligence can be made made use of it. I mean, if finance doesn't use words, it's going to use them. Right. I think the more interesting would be if somebody some bot comes and pays me bills. Yeah, that will be like that's something which I really need at least. I don't yeah. know about others, but but I don't know if it is. Do you think is a big issue savings? It is generally a very saving sensitive. I mean, community, right? Even for I mean, India, yeah. No, I think the, what maybe have, I think uh, I don't know how many people. Maybe the current generation is a little more expensive, uh, but I don't. I don't think our generation or even our parents' generation there. I think very, those very are different cultural contexts actually. Yeah, right. I think our, I think the newer guys will be much more comfortable. I think, and here also what it allows you to do is that it is that something you set a goal, like say okay, okay. you want to buy some some consumer device right. in about twelve months or something, and then wherein it can just slowly take the money whenever you have some excess money automatically in the background and stuff like that. So. But again, I mean, there could be a lot of questions you could be asking like in terms of you need to give your authentication yeah. and so because the banks are not still ready with the OAuth and stuff like that. So at this point of time, I think you have to give permission with your login credentials and everything to the bot. But I think once the, the kind of people start seeing the advantage, what is happening and stuff like that. So security is a big thing. Right? Yeah. And, and, uh, Especially in the banking. Should it be <laughs> like one day the bot took away? Yeah, exactly. All the money out <laughs> <laughs> so I think those will evolve but uh, this is an interesting service wherein where it just kind of sits in application monitors your expenditure the patterns which can read and then it can just take out a little bit of money so say so bank, banks try to do it I, uh, I remember I think uh, maybe see, I think maybe I see when I'm not sure uh-huh. they integrated with uh, this company into it right and they had this yeah. money manager whatever yeah but they again gives you an intelligence but it doesn't do anything automatically yeah I never tried because I wasn't first of all comfortable giving right. my, the, the, connecting my bank accounts with because I pretty much know where, where the hell I spent uh, so yeah. I don't need them or something to tell me 
okay you are spending so much on this right? yeah I, i think yeah like you said no you you and me may not be the right candidate for this also but i mean there could be somebody who's like yeah, right. exactly living on on a monthly basis pay, pay yeah. to pay check kind of thing. yeah pay to pay check to pay check as well uh, also wanted to spend something uh, spend on something where they don't have that option to just mm-hmm. judiciously go about in uh, saving right. that and stuff like that so I mean, I mean, there could be other hundreds of use cases can be built, but it's an interesting initiative. How it moves forward is just let's we have to see. Uh, but I mean, it's one of the use cases where how fintech can use bots basically, and that's how I look at it actually. Okay. So uh, was there some one more? Uh, I think similar one from uh, Mastercard. I think. Yeah. So Master, I think Mastercard also has launched something called. Uh, uh, mastercard kai banking or something where yeah. i think uh, the 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 app they just basically build the bot commerce part of it right wherein any banks or any other providers could integrate that easily with the with their own application and financial services and package it i think one of the, this is another useful use case because sometimes uh, if i want to know what would be the charges if i just skip one month of payment and stuff like that i have to go back open the credit card statement and then look for real fine prints right i mean right but if there is kind of this kind of interfaces there you can just ask the bot what right. is the what is the kind of uh, fine i'll be going through and stuff like that so i think here the idea here is that it is also a customer uh, interaction basically based on wherein you can just pump up certain queries about the the benefits as well the card you are using and then various other features of the card and stuff like that so i it's in a combination of both it can also monitor your spending and stuff like that you can just ask it like how much did i spend on food how much did i spend on clothes right. year on year basis and stuff like that wherein i don't need to import all the bills into an excel sheet and then yeah and yeah. do all the kind of a massaging I mean, yeah, of the data also sounds like the uh, like the the spender thing which i uh, talked about earlier like yeah, exactly see see thing yeah so this is just the new age interface to that i think yeah new new age interface but there is an also new ai part which is behind the scenes right so which can just is it really ai or no yeah i mean it's just kind just of probably just analytics. analytics yeah i mean if you if you add a little bit of algorithmic intelligence to analytics it becomes artificial intelligence right Right. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> no, but but I think looking so at if, if you can build patterns on analytical data, then I mean you automatically enable right. it to be uh, to be more intelligent, right? Okay. So uh, yeah, it sounds interesting, definitely. But, yeah. Uh, what else on the finance sector? And I also see that certain amount of like I mean I more and more lot of US banking. and uh, commerce and both the consulting companies or the insurance are all moving towards incorporating these bots into their mainstream application as well service offerings right and uh, i think it just essentially solves two kinds of purpose one is like if you are a consumer of a service if you want to have any kind of doubt about it about the service the expiry dates and renewals whom to contact any of these you can just query that you get an answer back immediately as a kind of a bot response and as well there are certain amount of intelligence which on the service which you are doing wherein see now today the credit card statements are just statements you have to pump in the data back into your own excel sheets and do it a lot of work i mean like those are some of the things which they are trying to solve i think which is an interesting area where how it moves forward 
and also i think there is another interesting thing i saw is the translation part which most of these bots are able to handle yeah. Um, yeah, which is again the there's another russian bank which is basically trying to uh it's called talk banking or something uh, which is like i mean just a lot of no, i think what, what actually uh, will really help is if uh, especially i seen in, in rural banking scenario in india right uh-huh. uh, where if this sort of a service where they don't have many branches serving uh-huh. uh, especially in rural india yeah. this could especially i don't i don't know about bot when they type uh, but if they enable voice based yeah right yeah and if they can do a transaction yeah Uh, I think that will be really. Nice. I think it's just the pathways actually. We are in the yeah. stepping blocks of that actually. So this is one step, and then. Yeah, otherwise it just says it's just like another cool factor. Yeah, I can talk to a bot. I mean, rather than talking to a banking uh, executive call center, yeah, right. You just talk to a bot. Bot, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so in continuation, you want to talk about the uh, the smart assistants? Yeah. So I mean, like. so what we are seeing basically is that all these bots are technically becoming <coughs> verticals like the fintech yeah. next we are looking at automation as something in another area where right. a lot of these bots and ai based intelligence is getting birth right so this another interesting one which we i think i remember we discussing is x.ai which is basically takes care of like uh managing your conflict of schedules and then it can automatically just send a mail it automatically monitors your email Uh, and then takes care of scheduling, uh, conflict. I mean, resolving the conflicts of. But do you know how it works? I have not seen. Is it like it keeps sending email on your behalf or what? No, you you basically receive an email. You give permission to your email access. It monitors your email inbox. As soon as you get a in uh, calendar invite, it looks at your calendar invite and looks for the conflict. And if you have uh, another pre-existing meeting on the time, it just goes back and sends you another proposed time. You don't even ask me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so <laughs> he's not going to ask you. And if that guy is also in the system, extra AI, then it'll yeah. automatically try to resolve it. <clears throat> okay. And if he is not there, it's going to propose a new time, basically. Mm-hmm. So it is just uh, so automatically it all everything happens and just schedules. Finally, you get to know there is a new appointment is coming in and stuff like that. So it can also push intelligence in terms of the location, other documentation and stuff like that. What you are. I mean, uh, I yeah, it's good, but I think I still feel. Uh, I think if you ask me, right, I uh-huh. actually decline a meeting because just because I don't want to join. Right, right, yeah. I don't. I'm not mood. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mood at a meeting in the evening. Right? Yeah. So how does it work? Okay, so uh, so I may actually tend two, to say there are two different scenarios, right? Here we are talking about a company. You are working in an enterprise. You are talking about that scenario. Uh, we are talking about here something like wherein you manage your work and personal calendars, mm-hmm. right? So <coughs> with your friends and family, you have multiple calendars within the people. Then you want to resolve them. That is one way wherein you are not going to get a lot of junk mail mm-hmm. meeting invites. Like your work, what you are going to do. So this is primarily on that, not on the enterprise side actually, as of now. No, I mean uh, not on the enterprise side. I mean, I'm saying mm-hmm. so. It is. It could be even a personal meeting, right? right. Maybe I don't. I am not in the mood to meet. Oh, okay. But if if my calendar is not up to date, yeah, then this will go on. Say, I, I mean, this time works, right? Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> yeah, I I mean, you also will get a notification if you are if you don't want that meeting to be there, you can just cancel them automatically. Like those rules are built in there. Anyway, yeah, nice. I mean, it can be like for a super busy person, maybe it's just uh, it probably helps. 
so one is that and the other would be something like uh, if you have three or four people at home whose one is studying and and they have got a school calendar mm. and your wife is working and she has got her own personal calendar right. and you are working and you have your own personal calendar and there are a couple of friends in your group everybody is like all they have their own calendars okay. and you try to arrange for a dinner or something with this kind of a scenario it's it becomes really extremely difficult right so you just add all these people into the group and then it figures out the best time and then says okay you guys go for a dinner <laughs> at this time right mm-hmm. i think especially for uh if if everybody in the system is working and then they all have their own calendars up to date and stuff like that then essentially this works nice okay maybe <laughs> okay so i i i mean it's good yeah, yeah. so uh, what else was there in this there was one more from uh, uh, i think uh, viv right yeah and the viv and osla yeah. yeah so the osla is like primarily in terms of like which is like kind of in a bot for an help or something like that so mm-hmm. i mean what is the best place where you can get what kind of food recommendations and stuff like that based on what you are looking at and stuff like that so again this is another infrastructure where mm. uh, it, it just basically just there the are a lot of uh, this searching like you want to have a korean restaurant so the bot can figure out what is the best korean based on your location your friends location whom you are trying to go there okay. and then it can uh, try to book a table for you and stuff like that so again but for that services like yelp or open table we don't have here and so those these kind of things may not work here right now but i mean i mean there are uh, services in india also like uh, zomato yeah but is, zomato doesn't do it, it doesn't give you an api to book via any other service and stuff like so you have to call them up and then do it and stuff like that. so i mean yeah. uh, so but for i think for us infrastructure and then the kind of uh, services what they have on the food industry and stuff like that i think it should mm-hmm. be interesting and I'm i think i uh, in indian context uh, just a startup idea maybe is <laughs> is where it works great is especially in matrimonial i think really right? <laughs> no, i mean it, it basically just if you look at how the marriages happen right? uh, i mean okay. not the newer age dating and all the right. traditional right. traditional it's basically matching to horoscopes and then right. saying right. and all that right yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, a bot can do it absolutely <laughs> i think astrology and tradition <laughs> <laughs> wedding service but wedding service will be the yeah obviously it is like okay it can actually just i mean whatever tamil matrimony or marriage oh, yeah, matrimony yeah. whatever you can just scan and say okay before talking to the groom or bride right. you can talk to the bot also right i think marriage matrimony guys if they listening they should take this as an idea <laughs> and probably all the astrologers also yeah because like most of the time i see people asking them like yeah astrology is basically a bot <laughs> yeah but i'm saying like you can just convert that guy into a bot actually. No I mean I mean the why I said is astrology if you look at it uh, it is basically a set of data points right, right that's yeah. all it is oh, okay. so I say if this is this this is that yeah. I mean uh, if you are in this star and this star you match into this star yeah. something they say whatever it is it basically looks like a rule yeah right or they have a pattern right which yeah. they analyze maybe over a period of yeah. several hundred years maybe and some planetary movement data and stuff that is all actually in yeah okay. I, i believe so i think okay. astrologer bot is a good idea <laughs> <laughs> i think that makes sense actually in indian context i think uh, 
ಅಸ್ಟ್ರಾಲಜಿ ಅಂಡ್ ಮ್ಯಾಚ್ ಮೇಕಿಂಗ್ ಐಡಿಯಲ್ �use case for bots actually right so i can just unleash a bot and say okay find me a partner and it just yeah it just <laughs> goes and yeah, yeah. works yeah <laughs> and take a i mean reduce the toll on the parents yeah right uh, who actually pretty much spend their all entire life in getting their sons and daughters married yeah, right? <laughs> and and market is very big actually i mean even though all modern age dating everything is there i 80% of the marriages are arranged actually so yeah uh, there's only less than 20% is getting I mean, especially in, in India context. Yeah, Indian context. Yeah. So, the market is very big for bots, actually. We just leaked an idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, <coughs> so uh, that's, I think, on that. Uh, so, do you want to jump into VR or anything more on the bots? So, uh, I think, I mean, the whole idea, the trend here, what we are seeing here is the AI piece which is driving the real interface and then mm-hmm. the the bots are just going to be the interface part mm-hmm. where it just interacts with the humans and stuff like that. So, I think voice interfaces and bots are going to be something which is going to be like a lot more predominant in this year and I see a lot of investment moving around this direction also. So, I think. So, that could be one of those interfaces where we can just watch it for 2017 or something like that. Right, okay. All right. I think, uh, yeah, I think there are a few other bots like for concierge surveys and other things. Yeah. Which are all like, I think as I said in different verticals they are focusing on. Yeah. And eventually like you will probably start seeing, end up seeing bots for everything. But if if you look at it, it looks like uh, in another dot com sort of uh, thing, right? Uh, If you see how dot com started, like everybody wanted to have a signature side. Then it turned into more of a vertical side, right? Okay, this service, that service. So, a bot is also entering into that sort of... Yeah, but uh, and then the cross-bot intercommunication would be the one which would start leading yeah, to different awesome. things, right? So, I mean, the, like uh, Oslo and Viv, which we talked about, like, if tomorrow Elp has a uh, capability of his, their own bot service, and then the Viv can talk to Elp and automatically book a uh, table for you, it can talk to the Kai Banking and process a payment transaction for you. Right. and so the, the bots can just do the chain of events yeah i remember uh, i think uh, attend video where two bots talking trying to unsubscribe from a mailing <laughs> list <laughs> i think we should put it in the uh, in show no that was really really funny <laughs> it was a laugh right <laughs> that that is in terms of how bots can become so stupid as <laughs> okay so that is an, one one new interface which we are looking at this year wherein apart from voice is a bot is something wherein be it a, if you are a dev then you see them in slack you see them in skype and everywhere yeah, yeah. and if you are i think in, uh, slack does quite a bit of bots already and they got they got plenty of bot services and there is every other thing outside out, out there is getting bundled into a infrastructure into inside slack also so right okay okay so uh, what next uh, talk about vr yeah sure i i think couple of other interesting uh, i mean like if you want to look at as a next interesting areas what we are looking at is uh, gesture and eye tracking is the two other areas which we were talked about um so in the gesture and i i think vr and ar are kind of combined together put together as in a one user interface which we look at it uh, so where and vr basically allows users to have more 
the computer simulated imagery within the real life right and wherein ar is like something like wherein you uh, you add the real life objects as well you interact with the real life object as well the 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 generated imagery and stuff like that so i think these two are another two exciting uh, new interface which are coming up and uh, the 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 really interesting thing i saw there is the meta 2 which i remember uh, seeing it and I, i think what is difficult here for many of them to understand here is that because vr itself has not become very Profi- prevalent wherein uh, there are a lot of people have not experienced vr yet actually hmm. but what we are seeing I here i have not experienced even once i yeah, don't know about so, you but no i've tried those uh, flying thing wherein the swissnex guys was there here so but what we are talking about here is that there are certain companies which are working on certain technologies which enhance the vr experience as it is okay so so the the thing which i'm talking about the meta 2 is something in another ar glass uh which is again basically will help you to which is very similar to your the microsoft's hollow lens and stuff like that mm. wherein you will have have an object which is like projected in real life as well you are with the physical right <coughs> the generated imagery as well the physical object wherein you will be able to drag them and then split them into multiple pieces and explore them via view of them and stuff like that but to do all that what is more key here is that the ability to track uh and the ability to move your uh, either hands or like yeah. the, the gestures which you are doing and stuff like that so that the vr what we are seeing either from uh, the oculus guys or the the one which we are seeing from google with respect to android and stuff like that where the glasses has the tracking ability where you are using your hand gestures and stuff mm-hmm. like that so i think what we are looking here is that how to make the eliminate those hand gestures and stuff like that so so make the vr experience so seamless right and it has become so interesting without even doing a hand gesture with the help of eye tracking and stuff like that so the couple of interesting things which i saw is that use sense and eyesight are the two companies which are other companies which are working in terms of eliminating this gesture which you are using the hand held devices mm-hmm. on the vr goggle and stuff like that wherein use your own eyesight for tracking moving how you are experiencing within vr and stuff like that so that becomes our interface for <coughs> vr itself actually okay no, but i think still uh, still i think a really good commercial or a meaningful application i have not seen yeah. i think uh, all this vr and other thing are still probably still focus heavily on gaming and maybe experiences that's true yeah uh, but unless it get into some mainstream stuff right yeah. i don't i don't i i feel 3d printing autocad i still don't really like we are i don't want to put a head down i mean the big bulky thing in my head and sit and i mean not throughout the day but if you are a if you are a product developer in terms of a product engineer or somebody wherein we are doing a mechanical design and stuff like that mm-hmm. i think that is one area where i see the real use case wherein you will be able to bring in all the parts explore them view them in three dimensional and build size and adjust the uh, adjust its nature of the right. i think uh, one interesting uh, maybe it's not there or i have read somewhere that eye tracking thing especially for safety right yeah um, especially in cars yeah. um, or in trucks right? yeah 
where it can track how is, is the driver really dozing off. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, and that's a big issue, especially uh, yeah, I think in Western countries or even when you are in, in even in India yeah, during yeah. nighttime yeah. driving is little. True. Uh, I think many accidents have happened where the driver just dozed off even for like few seconds, right? right. It can yeah. be really deadly actually. So. Uh, even if you look at this eyesight or use sensor four. They are like the primary technology which is going to drive and enhance the VR experience, but it not necessarily that yeah. needs to go with the VR as an end. It could go even as tomorrow as a, just a small additional hardware which you need to put in your PC or mobile, which can just basically do the use the eyesight as the interface and then just do the mobile interface or drive it or anything. So, right. what we are looking essentially here is we are talking about these companies like Meta Two, Use Sense, Eyesight, and Four. Uh, four and I, Meta Two are basically the AR glasses, and I use sense, and then the eyesight is basically the ones which drives the uh, the improve the experience of VR with the help of eyesight and stuff like that. So those are two kind of interfaces which is going to improve the VR experience as it is whether you are putting the goggle or with the put you put the glasses and stuff like that. So those some of these I saw which are really uh, interesting in terms of user interface as it is. Uh, maybe next week we can talk about little bit in terms of what various the 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 other interfaces which are coming which in with respect to the holograms and then uh, or the bone based bone conduction based uh, audio and stuff like that. So and I'm not sure I've not seen that many interesting products in these areas which are very few. Right. Like one like you said the headphones and stuff like that. So we have some more content we do it otherwise. We can wait for some of those areas to how it improves and stuff like that. Yeah. So coming to the other uh, mainstream stuff, right? Especially uh-huh. some of the established players doing like what Google does. Or, yeah. Uh, right. Uh, or uh, Microsoft does. Yeah. So how how have they actually really picked up the game? Do you think they are? No, I think probably still experimenting or I think Google, Microsoft, Amazon, each one of them have their own products, uh, which are like Google yeah. has okay Google and uh, and the Google Home. Uh, Google, uh, I mean assistant. Right? Google assistant, Google Home is their product, and Amazon has Alexa yeah. and with the services, and Microsoft has Cortana, Skype integration, which they are looking at, it. and uh, Apple has Siri and stuff like that. So. I think what is happening is also Microsoft. I think is heavily focusing on enterprise uh, with the Skype and stuff like that, and translation service and Bing services getting rolled all, getting clubbed into one big package which can just go out. And I don't know whether Microsoft services are uh, which can be used from any other platform apart from Windows. As of now, I think I don't see that actually. Okay. And the real cross-platform ones I see are like only from Amazon and uh, Google. And I don't see Microsoft coming into the cross-platform. Maybe they might be in future, but yeah. now I don't see them. Uh, I think a couple of days back, I remember seeing Cortana putting in the Android home screen and lock screen and stuff like that. So, I mean, if that happens, then it becomes really a cross-platform okay. and stuff like that. So, as of now, I see them going in their own verticals. And But yeah. I think Skype and Google, I mean, the Microsoft language translations, which I think the big focus on enterprise area and stuff like that. So... Bots and voice interfaces are something what big companies are moving in. Yeah. And Apple, I don't think they have any AR solution yet. Maybe there are a lot of rumors they are working on their own augmented reality glasses and stuff like that, which we don't know actually. And there is also rumors Apple is working on something which is very similar to Echo. 
Oh, Amazon Echo. Their home device. Yeah. yeah. But I don't, I mean, like, I don't know, maybe it gets integrated Apple TV or it comes as a separate device or if they are not working at all, God knows what is happening. Yeah. <laughs> That's, um, they are very iPhone. Yeah. They are becoming an iPhone company. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're killing the desktop also. I mean, they are not doing anything, right? Yeah. So anyway, so I, I think they have, I think we, we mentioned in the last episode also, they really probably are still... The kind of, they're stuck into that in a big time. Correct. And they were the first movers into this. Yeah. And they lost that advantage now. Yeah. And Siri has been really not improving. It is just... No, in, in many ways, it's Microsoft, it, it is becoming like Microsoft Windows for Apple actually. I mean, like... Yeah, I mean, uh, with respect I don't know why, why it took so much time for them to even... Uh, and it is a decade old now. Uh, yeah. iPhone is a decade old with this year. So I think in many ways, uh, they are all... They're just kind of getting into that area where they're not moving ahead much faster than what we expected. Anyways, so uh, so on the developer side, if you look at Slack and other companies like GitHub and other companies are there yeah. primarily into big into bots bots and then bot infrastructures are getting rolled out and stuff like that so I think it's a very interesting area how it moves forward uh, we can wait and watch and see how it goes and I'm trying to use as many bots as possible in my life daily life oh is it? Yeah. can you give some examples? <laughs> most of them sits in slack so oh, okay. <laughs> I thought I'd, it, I mean is there anything outside? Yeah, outside of your uh, tech life, yeah. is there anything helping your personal life? Uh, as of now, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> only, only on the Slack, I have been able to use so many bots which yeah, are really useful, okay. useful now. And I'm trying to experiment a little bit more around that area. So, I mean, I don't know. Have you tried a message, Skype? I've seen. I have not tried Skype. Yeah. And uh, even for Google Hello. I couldn't get any of my uh, family or friends onto that. Okay. Probably they are also so probably tied into WhatsApp. Right, right. Okay. They don't want another messaging okay. platform. I think that's okay. probably. A I show played around with Allo a little bit. I did. Yeah. So I, I mean, it, it it lacks the skill area still. Correct. And for especially for services for our country. Uh, but I mean it was responsive actually and I was able to mute it and not to be very intrusive when we are talking with somebody else and stuff like that but uh, there is nothing there for me to stay there and live with Allo as of now actually like right. yeah so I I'm not the kind of value the boss I, I still see like like the, uh, uh, companies like Google are not bringing to um, like a country like India where we have so many languages right? and this I think voice interface greatly benefits us right right yeah. uh, especially when we have literacy rate which is varying across right. they are not doing really justice there. I mean, maybe the pieces are still not ready because possible yeah, yeah, right. yeah. because I, I feel I think that is a real game changer actually okay. if they can uh, I mean non-English speaking countries if they can do it right yeah. Right, where computing is actually a hindrance for them because they don't know English. Yeah. Right. So I think that is where I think they have to focus. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, maybe there is not money there, no money there, or yeah, it's also uh, yeah. the market is very small. Yeah, whatever may be the reason, but yeah. I think that I, if whatever you're saying is going to happen, it will happen only in China possibly first before mm. it happens in India. And I think that will probably pave the way to for other countries like India, Brazil and Russia to move right. ahead and stuff like awesome. that. Yeah, because I, China already has another infrastructure with respect to APIs. Most right. of their services after US, I think they are the API ready 
possibly beyond us market actually i mean right so i think that could be one way to look at it actually how it moves and they also have lot of languages again mandarin and so many other languages which like more or like india with they have their own yeah but so it's even more complex i think we have so many languages yeah I mean, just even take the leading uh, i mean top languages spoken in india it will come to 10 Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think similar situation in China also. They have got right. about 29 languages or something actually across the country actually. And which are like the primary bigger ones actually. Oh. Yeah. oh I didn't know that. Yeah. There is variants. Yeah. And I think the primary is Mandarin. Everybody understands Mandarin. Okay. And other than that there are like completely different languages from apart from Mandarin. There are like about 20 plus languages people speak there actually. Okay. Alright. So... that's about it so this week let's wait to see a little bit more in terms of how where various new user interfaces are evolving uh, so apart from voice and uh, bots and ai of course right. so let's do the astrology bot <laughs> <laughs> bye talk to you next week all right bye bye